Essential Insights, a podcast for healthcare professionals. My name is Cassidy. I'm your podcast host for the Hospice and Home Care Webinar Network. Today's episode is an audio clip from a webinar presented by Nancy Flynn with the ePolicy Institute and is titled Communicating Your Commitment to Diversity and Inclusion with Policies and Procedures. Today's speaker is a recognized expert on workplace policy, communication, and compliance. She is the founder and executive director of the ePolicy Institute, Business Writing Institute, and Marijuana Policy Institute. Nancy is a professional trainer, policy writer, and consultant who helps hospice and home care employers worldwide minimize potentially costly electronic risks, including lawsuits and regulatory fines. She is also the author of 13 books, including Writing Effective Email, the ePolicy Toolkit, and the Social Media Handbook. Today's quick insight will review why it is a must for your organization to have a diversity and inclusion policy. If you want to learn more about this topic after the podcast, please see the notes for a registration link and a coupon for 10% off the on-demand webinar. Without further ado, let's jump right in. It's important to think broadly about diversity. On slide seven, here's a quote from Richard Branson who's the founder of the Virgin Group and an investor in a company called Otacon. And Richard Branson says, everyone should have an equal opportunity to enter into a career and employers should find ways to help those who require a little extra support to do so. Berlin-based Otacon is a company that exclusively employs autistic adults as IT consultants in the United States, Europe, and Canada. While artistic, uh, I'm sorry, autistic individuals often have extraordinary cognitive abilities, including logic, pattern recognition, precision, and concentration, nonetheless, only 15% to 20% of adults with autism are in the mainstream labor market, and that includes those who have tech degrees. In Columbus, Ohio, a regional economic development agency that uses Otacon to help them place employees with autism is quoted saying, employing people on the autism spectrum helps accomplish our vision by targeting an underserved, underemployed segment of the community. So again, as the headline of slide seven states, you want to think broadly about diversity. So don't, don't limit your thinking to gender and race for example, but but think about other opportunities to bring diverse employees into your organization. There's a strong business case to be made for having a diverse workforce. 85% of CEOs around the globe report that they've seen enhanced performance after investing in diversity and inclusion programs. Diverse and inclusive cultures provide organizations with a competitive advantage over their peers, according to the Wall Street Journal. A well-rounded workforce helps organizations create better products and be more innovative, leading to growth in sales and profits. And then finally, according to McKinsey and Company, businesses that are in the top fourth for racial and ethnic diversity are more likely to be successful financially. And executive teams that have gender diversity are 21% 
more likely to outperform their peers. So when it comes to diversity and inclusion, you can make a real strong case that having that DNI policy in place and having a formal DNI program will help boost the bottom line. Here's a quote on slide nine from U.S. Congresswoman Joyce Beatty, who's the chair of the House Financial Services Committee on Diversity and Inclusion. And Congresswoman Beatty says, diversity cannot merely be the nice thing to do. It must penetrate the company's mission, practices, and organizational culture. It must start at the top with the CEO and permeate throughout management. It must be intentional. And this is where your policy can really play a role because when you have a DNI policy in place and you have a senior executive serving as the champion of that policy, then it gives you the opportunity to push that policy down through the ranks, if you will, and let everybody know management takes diversity and inclusion seriously. We expect 100% compliance with our diversity and inclusion policy and procedures. Diversity and inclusion, of course, is crucial to healthcare. Slide 10, women make up nearly 80% of the healthcare workforce. Fully 76% of hospital employees are women, yet only 20% of decision makers, and that would include hospital leadership, healthcare executives, and association presidents, only 20% are women. Half of female medical students will experience harassment before they graduate from medical school. Approximately 35% or more than a third of hospital employees are Black, Asian, and Latino. Of approximately 1.4 million U.S. home care workers, nearly 550,000 are immigrants. And at the end of the day, bias is counterproductive. If you have in place a safe, equitable, dignified workforce, that workforce will boost high-quality patient care. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can register for the on-demand webinar titled Communicating Your Commitment to Diversity and Inclusion with Policies and Procedures. The on-demand webinar is available now to view and download. Podcast listeners can also enter coupon code DIVERSITY10 to their shopping carts for 10% off the webinar. More details can be found in the episode notes. You can also find links to check out Nancy's website. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or your favorite podcast platform for the next episode of Essential Insights. Before I close the podcast, I would like to thank our state association partners, Nancy Flynn, the ePolicy Institute, and you, the listener, the essential worker. Thank you for all that you do for the healthcare community. Be safe and take care.